Okay, so I do reflect on my messages to make sure I got all the points across. One of the things I, I um, remembering that I didn't hit the nail on the head, and I'm learning to not pigeon walk so much and not make non sequitur statements as much. Um, I was talking about how this person um, that took my money got taken care of um, because I was talking about my stinger. And, you know, a part of me still sometimes wants to just sit in the cut. And I think the statute for uh, limitations for a lawyer to get, you know, a civil judgment against them is, is, if it hasn't run out, it's, it's running out of time, but, um, uh, let's just say if the opportunity presents itself (laughs) and I'm actively looking for the opportunity to present itself, but here is how divine source helped me. And, and for those of you like karma is real. Okay. You cannot put energy out there and not expect to get it back. I will end it by saying this. Um, Both he and his wife got a $1.1 million judgment against um, him and her. And the funny thing is, I think that, so that's a $2.2 million between the both of them. And it had to do with some of the things that I, I, I filed a claim with the the National Association of Real Estate Agents or whatever. Um, And so basically what they do is they they will represent for the association to make sure that the realtor is acting according to code. And so they won on that end. But unfortunately, I didn't have all my coins together to get a lawyer of my own. Um, And that's unfortunate. I think, you know, it just is what it is. But the whatever funds I had, I was using it towards where I was staying it versus, you know, if and and part of it is they had, I don't want to go spend the whole podcast on this, but they had dragged the process out over several years. And so with that, I was depleting for my backup account. Um, um, But knowing what I know now, right, and that's why it's so important when you even talk about these simple, they sound so simple, but they can save you years and thousands, right, and peace of mind. If I had seen the obstacle and turned it into an opportunity or, or seized the moment sooner, I would have had the money for the lawyer much sooner in the game. But I, it took, this was uh, several years, but at the end of the day, um, it was because of the things that I, I reported that um, they got dinged and it wasn't just him. The wife got dinged too. They pulled all the, they pulled their papers. And so karmically the debt you could say is more than, more than paid because when you talk about gratitude, which is also, I think, so undermined, you know, um, last Thursday we talked about gratitude and if you're with me in the in the series as I'm reading through the book, um, The Science of Getting Rich by Dr. Wallace Waddles, it could be easy for you to just be like, oh, I'll just skip over this chapter. Oh, I'll just kind of like not really paying attention and listening. But there's a reason that he, Dr. Waddles, p- lays out this formula in the order that he does. And I even said it in the uh, episode description. 
if you're going to skip over this chapter, don't even bother, you know, going with us on the journey to what it means for you to take action. Just don't even do it because you're not going to even, this is about the science of getting rich. You're (laughs) going to fumble the bag. It's like trying to make cake without eggs and oil. (laughs) Like, just don't even do it. Gratitude is very much uh, undermined, um, valuable part of the process. And so with me practicing gratitude, it's kind of like, man, that sucks. But I promise you, and the story sounds great now, but it's going to be even more amazing. And I look forward to what that means and how it has shaped um, how I've made some moves. But it meant going from losing a hundred thousand to getting set up to make that every week, right? And not just me, but my family. And I think that, you know, sometimes I I I ooh, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe I might do this as a part two. Cause I wasn't planning, but but I'm being led to just kind of share too. We talk a lot about manifestation, right? And I was that girl that when I had my house, um, I had my three bedroom, two bath, huge backyard. My front lawn was my pride and joy. Um, my Furby, I just loved everything about home ownership. Um, as a new person, I still remember what it was like to sign the paperwork. Um, when I, you know, I heard the birds singing and that's how I knew I was home because when I was at my parents' house, my room, they had um, trees in the backyard and I would hear the birds every morning when I would wake up. And I just, those are the things money cannot buy. I remember signing the papers, but I was that girl that, okay, this might be a little bit TMI as if I'm not already spilling my guts. That's why I kind of feel like the last two were very much virtual, um, me on the purple pillowcase type of a pillow purple couch type of conversations but i hope you're getting the messages to help you on your journey i was that girl that um in my bathroom um on the back of the door i had a um it was part of like an extension of my vision board but i had a picture of the type of um place that i wanted to live in at the time it was a condo but I've decided I don't want to live in a condo. I want to be in a more of a house setting, like how my, and uh, it's because after that, what happened in, in um, Florida with those condos collapsing, um, I was more leaning towards that type of a setting. But, um, I live in California. We just had an earthquake like last night and, Actually, fun story. Oh, I can't. No, no, no. You're doing too much. But my dad was in a really bad earthquake too. He barely escaped with his life. Barely. Like, this is the things that we talk about. Like, he um, was running out of the building, ran back inside to get his shoes. And right when he came out, the building collapsed. Like, I could go on and on and on. Like, literally, like, he just talks about, like, he set foot out and the whole thing just like, yeah. So, Let's just say I have scrapped the, the, but the condo style that comes to mind is very much like ceiling, you know, floor to ceiling windows, 
um, penthouse style overlooking the city, very much about the views and seeing for miles around you. Open, bright, clean spaces, um, minimalistic hardwood floors. That's the, the imagery that I was taking in. And um, yeah, so it's on the back of the door. So when you're like on the potty, like, you know, the door would be closed and you could see that. And below it was a Bentley, right? And I had so much fun with the process because part of the manifestation process is, and, and you should be deliberate. Like, I hope you're getting all of the gems. It's I'm not just telling you a story. There's gems to be caught in even the process of manifestation. But in the process of of picking the picture, you know, black on black, it has to be all black everything, okay? I know it's not the same color as my skin, but I'm black and I'm proud, right? So it was a black Bentley with black interior seats and the black rims. And this is before I found out about the Speed. They have the Bentley Speed, which is its own series, right? You have like GT, you have um, something like Sperling, I think is the other one. I'm butchering it, but listen, my eyes are set on the, the Bentley speed. So <clears throat> I, part of the process was looking up the kind of car I wanted, but also looking at the price and then figuring out how to count backwards and say, what is it going to take for me to, to make that much? And what is it going to take for me to either um, give that much in sales or services to get that Bentley in my garage? And the baby part of me, the the inner child part of me, I'm going through and I'm looking at it. And it's one of those things where you get to that moment where you realize that a lot of people say things and they say they want things, but they don't even know what it takes to get there or what they want. Um, and, And they have no intention, right, about getting there because I've had these conversations with family, friends, people in black, oh yeah, I want the Bentley, I want the Lamborghini, I want the Maserati. Okay, how much does it cost? Mm -hmm. That means you have no intention of ever getting it. You never um, put in the work to find out what it would cost and what the work is that you're going to have to do to get it. And so one of the most, I still remember what the difference between me just looking at the pictures and saying I want a Bentley and looking at the videos and everything to the moment that I went to the dealership and type in and see how much it cost. Okay. And I'm like, whoa, that cost, I would be parking that car in my house and it would cost just as much or more than my house. And I just love that. I mean, I was walking around like, Maybe not the best news, but it was just, it fascinated me. And every time I would sit there, I'd be like, that car that I want, it's going to cost more than my house. Like, that's, I'm going to park that car in a house. And so what I didn't realize at the moment is I was starting to manifest. And the bigger that you manifest things, you have to allow the, the portal to bring those things to you. So that means that I have to generate goods and services to to allow that portal of 
wealth to come in for me to get the Bentley. And I think sometimes people don't really realize they will want to manifest a Bentley and be so frustrated that it's not on their front door. And so the bigger that you, the things that are that you want to manifest, the more it has to take time because the divine source is orchestrating everything around you to make those things happen. The Bentley that I'm going to drive and I look forward to it. It's not going to be now. It's not going to be next month, but I will, as long as, as you know, divine source gives me the breath, right? I will take a picture and put it in the thumbnail of when I buy my Bentley to share it with you. And you will see that all of the things I had to go through, right? Um, and divine source, the, what I'm saying is the, the Bentley that I'm going to put on that thumbnail all of the pieces and the energy and the labor and the factory, all of those things are coming together, right? People are being hired and fired and developing skills and procuring the leather and, you know, working with the alloy metals and all of that stuff for the exact moment in time that it's going to be put on a, a bed of a car bed and driven to the, to the exact location where I'm going to drive to and ask for a black on black Bentley with whatever stitching and with whatever just for me just for me it is quite possible between now and the time that I get my next property that it hasn't even been built yet it's quite possible I'm not sure that I will upload a picture of my of my, uh, my house just because I you know I've heard really bad things about people you know like getting doxxed and that type of thing so but um it, it's I love the idea that it quite possibly hasn't been built yet and it's gonna have exactly the views that I want the patios that I want the pool that I want the closet that I want, the hardwood floors that I want. But even then, there is some family somewhere that, you know, is taking care of the property that I want. And, um, you know, everything is being orchestrated from the real estate agent that I'm going to be contacting and, and, you know, what it takes for me to get there. And that means that in the meantime, I had to get into alignment. It is so bizarre to me how I even came across this path. But when I tell you I was actively searching for what was searching for me, I've always known that, you know, very much business oriented. And it was sometimes you have course corrections, right? And so the path that I was heading on with the real estate investment, yes, it was going to generate income, but another story that I'll just go ahead and share with you here too is I used to I was fine I was licensed as a financial advisor in insurance. I had just gotten my license and I got licensed in 25 other states. <clears throat> and um part of the process is you have to get um the go through the getting the insurance process for yourself. And I remember, you know, just sometimes how you deal with other people too and this is a dream that is mine and some other people might not understand it, but I, um, the broker was, was overseeing the person who was um, going through the process with me. And so we go through the finances, expenses and lifestyle. And then he's like, well, how much would you want to make, per, you know, live, retire off of per year? 
when you retire, how much do you want a year to that you would feel you will live comfortably? And so me at the moment, I said a million dollars. And you could see he was kind of like, excuse me, annoyed. But I kind of knew it's kind of so weird, but it was something in, and I've always had this type of fire burning determination. One of the things I think I was trying to get across in, a, in another podcast is at this point, I know that I am slow and steady, but I won the race. There were people that I went to school with that were smarter than me that never completed their bachelor's or their master's or went into higher education or just didn't make it in life. Kid you not. And one of them was like, their dad was one of the VPs. I went to school with several VPs, several business owners. Some of them, like, if I were to tell you, like, you guys know, like, I went, uh, one of them, I will say this, one of them owned a um, candy factory when I was in the first grade. And I went with, to school with her all the way through. That was the first time I went to somebody's house and it was a mansion, right? Um, when she had her wedding they decorated the whole church with flowers. It was like, if they said it was like $100,000 worth of flowers, it might have been, in our estimation, it could have been more. Um, but in the first grade, we went to the, the candy factory. And at this point, they're multimillionaires. Um, and should I say it? I don't think that they still have the contract with them. I don't think you'd be able to like hunt it down. But they were, um, they actually they sell like different kinds of candy in that factory. So they showed us how they made the M&Ms and like the Skittles. I don't know that Skittles were around that time, but I definitely remember the M&Ms. And I remember I tasted an M&M without the the color coating on it. And I thought it was gross, but so I have a a weird thing for M&Ms to this day, but one of the, the, the um, famous Amos had just come out around that time and they were selling famous Amos. And of course, you know, it's, it's a black guy selling cookies. So my mom, we absolutely love that. We would always be buying famous Amos cookies, but it was come out of her factory type of a thing. So, um, but one of the guys I went to school with was, um, so I said, yeah, I've gone to school with like the, the kids there, you know, the parents were presidents of things like worldwide global president type of thing like and um another one was a vp and um yeah this guy it's just unfortunate he just never he didn't like never even went on to get married like low performing just you know so i say all of that to say i started to understand in life that i i not i i will say this and it's not even to disparage myself I have a little tinge of dyslexia too. So it's some things are a little bit harder for me to understand. And that's why I pay attention to when, when people are dealing with, with their kids. If I talk to them, I kind of know what to look for. But sometimes you think that because I'm quiet and I was shy, that I'm well behaved. And so I don't need the information a certain way. And so um, it would affect my academics. But I, I really struggle to get um, information, but I know if I stick to it and I commit to it and I, I've learned how to master that, um, I can make it. So I was that type of person where still some level of frustration where, um, you know, my classmates would finish their BA in four years, three years, three and four years. And it took me 
um, it took me five years to complete a four-year degree, and it took me five years to complete my master's. Granted, I was taking one class per per um, quarter, one or two, um, and then um, I was also working full-time, and sometimes I was working two jobs, so, but I think it was, like, around the time, I, like, my master's, I started to realize, like, wow, you know, it's slow and steady wins the race, and so, with the course correction, you know, it's starting to understand and appreciate, like, I'm not going to get there. I think, to be quite honest, from some of the other stories and people I've heard in my circles, they are able to get to millionaire status in three years. But um, for me, it will take me, it's taking me just a little bit longer. And some of it is course correction. And some of it has to do with alignment. And so I knew I was on the right track. And I, and the, the, when I was talking about how I told the broker, I was looking to make a million dollars a year in retirement. So I knew that I had time until I retired to build my wealth up to a million but to him it's like it's never really been seen before or the people that he has dealt with that actually and it's funny because I could have sent him people but he he and I didn't end on good terms but um the people in my circle they do that they're making that now right it went from being an oddity to being an everyday type of thing and you know they're in my inboxes and they're in my groups and I talk to them and I see them and I engage with them right and so um he just like I'll still I still remember he was just kind of like oh that's just you're being impossible and so when you talk about the path I was on with the real estate transaction was it going to generate me money yes but I was asking, that's why when I talk about with the relationships with divine masculine or with your partner, that's the space that I'm coming out of too, because it's funny how I'm trying to explain to you, like I've lived this, you need to understand this. You are asking for a divine masculine who loves you, who cares you, who's present in your life, who's a protector and a provider and ambitious and a leader and can be a husband and a father. And um, you're holding on so tight to this person who's ghosting and orbiting you and causing you to have teardrops on your pillow and doesn't see your value and is kind of a little bit low performance and uncertain about whether he wants to be with you and what's going on with his life. And it's like divine sources, like, I thought you said you wanted a divine masculine. I thought you said you wanted at least a million dollars a year. And it's like, yeah, I do, I do, I do. And so it's like tower moment. Well, doing the real estate the way you have it in your mind is not going to work. So let me remove that from off your plate and put you course corrected on the right. And I'm like, all I know is my butt hurts because the rug has been pulled out from under me. And it's like forcing me to realign my sights and rethink how I do things. And, and now I'm in alignment, right? Now I can I can hit my goals even more reasonably, actually quicker than if I had gone the other route. And so, but the cool thing is I'm going to be in that lane, but also still be able to dabble with real estate. Because even age-wise, at that age, I think that I would have gone into the real estate and the way that I was living at that point too, oh, I wasn't going to try to further develop myself or become a conscious being. No. And this is around the time I had met 
both of my exes, right? So they were doing their thing and I was big balling out of control, baby. Like, okay. Um, and so that course correction came in because I was at that point just really ready, ready to just start collecting the paychecks. And I wasn't going to pay attention to, you know, I think you have to get into a lifestyle where you're always looking for passive streams of income or income. Some people, and again, it has to do with my North node. I know in previous podcasts, I've been seeing South node. It's my North node. <laughs> I did a reading this morning and I was reminded it's North node. My North node is in Virgo and my rising is in Virgo. So very much about money and wealth. So if divine source saw that I'm going to be lackadaisical and be like, oh, I'm just collecting paychecks and I'm finna spend it. I'm about to blow it. Da, da, da. It's like divine source is like, okay, um, one, you're not going to make, you know, I can show you a quicker, better way for you to make, to get there, you know? Um, and the funny thing is if I had, cause by this point, I probably should have had like 12, um, complexes even more. Cause it was the way I had it set up is it, I was supposed to get four every year. Um, and then every four was supposed to generate four. So in two years, when I have eight, I should have gotten another eight the third year because uh, that's how I was going to structure it. You know, kind of along those those lines. But what it protected me from too was the pen. I just realized that, you know, I don't think I would have, but, you know, I want to trust the process. I would have been hit hard at that young age with that mentality, with the pandemic and some of the things that we're going through now, like for my parents and with their tenants, it would have really hit me hard. But now with the course correction, right in the time that they're doing their stuff and I'm on the verge of looking at real estate transactions for myself and for, you know, for rental properties, I'm getting the curriculum of how to deal with it, how important contract law is always staying in the line of abundance because i think some people get triggered like well why are you always chasing money uh the money is is what comes with the territory but you have to 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 keep your mind active and continue to be of service and and the more that i can generate income the more i can help other people i know i've been talking a lot about don't help this person don't help that person but bear in mind it's so that i can help young people, young interns, position them into different things. You know, there's going to be ways I can help people in real estate, but, but yeah. So I hope that this one is really nice. I'm going to keep this one. I would probably put a star on this one and share it with my niece, you know, when she gets a little bit older, but, and it, you know, I will keep it. I know some people probably would like to stay in the 30 minute range. I will gauge it and see how receptive people are to the longer um, podcast, but it probably could be a little bit of a standalone, but I don't even know what I would label it. I don't even, because it, it's more talking about, you know, there's gems in there about manifesting, right? I manifested the Bentley and I wasn't going to make it on the salary I was with and the strategies I had in mind, but Divine Source is orchestrating and putting me in alignment to give me what I asked for, <laughs> to give me what I asked for. And I'm so grateful in spite of everything. So I hope that um, this has been an inspiration to you. I hope that you revisit what it means to manifest and 
um, I think if I didn't mention it before in a, in a previous podcast, but I'll mention it here now because I think it's appropriate. Last night before I fell asleep, um, I came across a quote that, or it was like a little meme thing with two little people, two people on there. And um, it was talking about the difference between the, the rich and the poor. And it said, the poor, all they see are obstacles. And the rich, all they see are opportunities. And the spirit of gratitude is going to help you understand how to leverage the obstacles and how they were really set in place for you to overcome them, right? When I would get knocked down, especially with the pandemic, it's like I was supposed to be licensed in real estate and insurance and starting to get my clients and that got shut down. And in that quiet time is when I started to learn about trading. And in learning how to do trading, I came across a young lady that taught me how I'm making the passive income now. Right now, I'm living off of interest only. I'm living off of only interest. And because of the laws of compound interest and the way that I have set things up, I don't ever have to work for anyone else again. That money's just going to do nothing but stack up. Right? Um, But that's so cool. It forced us to look into trading. I got into trading with my dad and then came across this person and she put me on track in uh, this whole new world of passive income and the laws of compounding interest, which is all that I would have wanted in the first place. But now I'm walking in my path, right? I'm sharing my message. I'm inviting you to be to grow in your consciousness and in your in your wealth and in your finances and that you can do it and that you can overcome these obstacles. I wouldn't have been doing this back then, the first time, the first round. But this is more in alignment. I'm making a difference. I'm living in a life of purpose and I'm still getting the, the, the passive income. Right. So it has been my pleasure. I am your baby Oracle. Until the next podcast, please be blessed.